Hi, everyone. It's Michael from You Speak, and we are so excited for another episode of the Speak Real podcast. We will be sharing one-on-one conversations with our youth speakers about their stories and lessons that they have learned through their life experience. We believe that storytelling is the best way to empower youth and give them the platform to find their voice. Today, I'm here with Alex to talk about his journey and his struggles that he has faced in terms of mental health. So Alex is one of our youth speakers. He has an incredible story of strength and courage and inspires so many people with it. He recently got offered to play on a very prestigious hockey team. And if that's not enough, he also studies aerospace engineering. So Alex, I am super excited for this podcast and I'm happy to be talking with you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's awesome to be doing it with you. And uh, it's good to see a friendly face to do the first one. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I'm, I'm super excited. So why don't we jump right into it? I, I've heard your story before, but um, I want to give everyone else a chance to hear it as well. So why don't you go ahead and uh, take us, take us on, on your journey and tell us what, what your story is all about. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I, I remember from as early as I can remember, I couldn't really recognize how I felt. I couldn't understand if I was angry, if I was sad, if I was frustrated, or even happy sometimes. I just couldn't really figure out emotion the same way that other people could. Um, and the only real emotion that ran my life was anger. I was angry a lot of the time. Uh, and it wasn't regular anger. It was just rage. I was, I didn't know what I was angry at, um, at that age, but it drove my life for a long time. Um, and I remember I was always very eccentric. So what that means is I was very loud. I had a big personality. I talked with my hands, uh, and some people didn't really understand the way I talked. And I always talked very properly. Um, and people didn't always understand it. were kind of mean to me. Uh, and I remember I loved from as early as I can remember as well. I loved hockey. Um, and it was all I would talk about. Uh, so I'm sure like, you know, on the playground, some people love hockey. Some people don't. Uh, I tended to hang out with the people who didn't love hockey as much as I did, unfortunately. Uh, so it got a little bit annoying so uh essentially it was like i was poking them but with my words uh and it was it was difficult for me to understand because i thought everyone loved hockey i thought everyone thought like me um thought everyone wanted to watch the games every single day but i found out later that not everyone loved it as much as i did um so i i went through a lot of my school years getting bullied um people weren't really nice to me uh and there were a lot of times where I felt like I was alone. Uh, my mom had to used to have to pick me up from school uh, because people were just being mean to me and I couldn't take it. Uh, so eventually there was a time where uh, I remember it was around high school age. Uh, I was going to, I was going up to the classroom and I saw someone that I knew from uh, my classes. And my friend told me, oh, uh, 
they're going by this name now and he wants to be referred to as a boy. Uh, and this was a pivotal time in my life because at that point, I didn't know what transgender was and I was also born biologically female. So with this new word under my hand, uh, I went and I researched and I learned and I figured out maybe this is why I've been so angry my whole life. Maybe this is why I felt something's been really wrong, but I haven't been able to pinpoint it. Um, and I remember I talked to my parents and they said, and uh, <laughs> essentially they just said, yeah, that's cool. Let us do what we can to help you. Uh, and I think that combined with my love of hockey really pulled me out of the dark times having, if I didn't have my family, I had teachers, I had principals, I had so many people that cared about me. And all it took was reaching out to those people and saying, hey, I think maybe this might be something to look into for me and see a doctor about. And it turns out my inkling was right. Uh, and that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have talked to people about it. Um, and since that point, I've just grown and grown and grown as a person. Uh, I've worked really hard to keep myself happy and keep myself active. Um, and I, the words still hurt from time to time, don't get me wrong. Um, there's stuff that doesn't go away by itself. But reaching out and talking to my parents throughout that time and my, uh, my partner and my friends has been incredible and really helps me. Um, so for me, my story is more so about being someone who doesn't really fit in, but finding people regardless of that. My friends now, even though they don't like hockey, I've, my best friend loves politics. We'll sit on the couch and we'll talk for hours about politics. Um, so I've learned to adapt to people who don't love what I love, but I haven't lost my love of the game, obviously. I'm still playing. Um, so it's been, it's been a really crazy, interesting journey throughout my life and I've learned a lot. Yeah. I mean, wow. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for, uh, for, for that story. And no, it's not easy, um, telling your, your story, especially when some parts of it are, can be very emotionally heavy. Um, but I want to go back and dissect a few things in, in your story. So first of all, just uh, to be clear, what do you identify as? Uh, so I identify as transgender male, which uh, is female to male. So I was born uh, female and I've had to undergo procedures to become who I felt like I was on the inside. Okay, okay. Which is male. <laughs> so I just identify as male. That's okay. a long-winded version of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. Um, no, it's it, it's good that 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 you explain that because um, for a lot of people, it is it is confusing, right? So I yeah. definitely appreciate that. Now you mentioned that there were times when um, when you would go about your life and it felt very dark for you. Can you talk a little bit of a little bit more about what that kind of looked like, how you felt um, when, when you really weren't feeling so great, so to say. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember when I was a lot younger, um, the first occurrence I had was my stomach would start hurting and I started to say, oh, I can't go to school. I can't go to school. I have the stomach bug that's going around. And my mom would believe me because there's always a stomach bug going around when I would do it. Um, but I, that was the first thing that happened. And that was my first sign, but I didn't realize it. I just thought I was sick a lot. Um, and it wasn't until I reached probably high school age that I heard about the word anxiety. And that's when I, uh, I realized from my, th I was talking to a therapist at the time and she told me, Hey, like you've got some pretty serious anxiety issues. And I was like, okay, so how do I work on this? How do I make myself better? Uh, and at that point it really manifested is it got worse because I had ignored it. So at that time I, it was full blown. I couldn't breathe. I would be in my bed calling for my mom to take me to the hospital. Um, and that's, that was my biggest mistake was I knew something was wrong, but I didn't talk about it. And I let it, and I didn't let it get to that point, but it got to that point naturally. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I have dealt with a little bit of anxiety in the past, but definitely not to, to that extent. So I understand um, when you describe those types of feelings, it, because I understand the fear in that, right? Yeah, for sure. It's a really scary feeling. Yeah, for sure. Not not knowing why you're feeling like this, not knowing what's what what's gonna happen. Of course, right? I I I I would be afraid too. Yeah, for sure. And it's equally as able to be managed too if you know the right tools. Mm-hmm. So now tell me a little bit more about when you transitioned and um, the support you got from, from, from your parents, because uh, I know you, you, you mentioned that they were quite supportive of you, which I'm sure was a huge factor in it, right? So talk, talk a little bit more about that. Uh, so for me, I was raised in a very uh, traditional family. Um, we had, my parents had gay friends growing up, but we weren't really super exposed to the community. So it was very isolating. And I'm from rural Ontario. Uh, so there weren't a lot of people who were out at that time, especially growing up. Um, so it was hard for me because I didn't even have the terminology. It wasn't talked about out of sight, out of mind kind of deal. Mm. Um, so for me, I didn't know, I knew something as I always put it, it felt like I was looking in the mirror and it wasn't me. It was almost like a stranger was in my body um, or I was in someone else's body. It was, it was a very strange sensation. So I remember that feeling and I remember talking to my friend about it. Um, and my parents' reaction, honestly, was the best reaction anyone could have hoped for. Uh, they were loving, they were kind, uh, they've been there since, since the start um and it's really it, it helped a lot because i had my best friends to go to still i had my family um i had people that i knew i could depend on no matter what and who were advocating for me when i couldn't advocate for myself so i think it was really essential and like i said even if it wasn't my family i'd i had friends at the time that would have advocated for me even teachers 
um, would have advocated for me. So it's really important to get someone who's on your side. Wow, I love that. Yeah, nicely said. Um, I definitely agree that having people there is is a huge, huge factor when uh, you're going through anything that might be a, a little bit tough for you. But I'm sure um, there might have been some people who weren't as accepting. Were there? Uh, I've I've had a few. I've had some. Um, intrusive questions are mostly mm. what I call them where people pry a little bit too much into my personal life um, and I've had those a lot um, I was lucky enough that all my friends completely morphed with me and grew with me um, I had a couple of friends that I had online who weren't as great about it but at the end of the day what I told myself to get through that was it's not my issue it's not something wrong with me and it's not something wrong with them either. It's just a difference in opinions. And unfortunately that's the way it is in the world sometimes. And it's not a personal thing. It's just something that's they believe and I disagree with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. No, that's, the, that's a good way to put it. You know, when I hear your, your, your story, what always comes to my mind is I'm amazed on uh, the level of acceptance you have for your for yourself. Like you, you when when you tell this uh, this this story, you're you're very confident. You're not ashamed of it. Was there ever a time when like you questioned if if you actually knew it was the right thing? Like how how did you come to the point where you could accept yourself for for, for the way you are? It took a lot. Um, at first, especially before I could get on the medication I needed, um, I, I didn't really accept myself because I was still seeing the exact same thing that I saw before, except with short hair. Um, it was my first surgery that I got. And I remember after I was lying at home and I was thinking, was this the right decision? Did I do the right thing? I can't turn back now. So I hope it is. <laughs> and it turned out it was the right decision for me. Um, that being said, not every person who identifies as trans needs surgery or wants surgery. And that's totally fine too. But for me, surgery was the route to go. Um, but those first few days were rough because it was a lot of introspection and you don't have a lot to, to do after surgery. So you're kind of just stuck with yourself and your thoughts. And uh, But what got me out of that was just knowing that it was a process and being yourself in general is a process. I think no matter what your age, you're still growing into yourself. For sure. Wow. Yeah. That's, I, 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 I like the way you put that. Um, so what advice would you give someone who would feel or is feeling um, some of the things that, that, you were feeling or has some of the same questions that that you had where's where's a good place to start uh for me it was <laughs> much like uh much like uh a lot of people was youtube uh so i remember i watched a lot of youtube videos about uh people who were transgender and trying to figure it out a bit 
as soon as I knew kind of a bit more, I immediately reached out and uh, talked to my loved ones, uh, talked to my doctor and thought about the best decision and the best course of uh, treatment for me. Um, so it was for me, the best advice I can give is make sure you reach out. Uh, it's hard enough to go through it. It's a lot harder to go through it alone. Uh, and reaching out doesn't have to be a person. It can be, for me, it was through hockey. I reached out as soon as I did my self-care routine, which is getting on the ice, uh, doing my skating, doing my stick handling drills. Um, but if you do have that safe person too, it helps to have a community. Um, and if you don't have a community now, if you are going through something similar, you have a huge, amazing, great family in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and that's the most beautiful part of being a part of that community is you have a family and it's a giant family. Wow. That, that's incredible advice. Um, I want to end off uh, with one more question. And that is, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give yourself? If I could go back in time, what advice would I give myself? I think it would be just keep doing what you're doing. Um, keep your determination. Uh, keep pushing through the obstacles because eventually it pays off and it does get better. And I remember my younger self hearing that and thinking, oh, it gets better. Ha ha. It does get better. Um, and I would love to assure myself that because I remember a thousand people could tell me when I was younger and I didn't believe it. But now I fully believe it. I love it. I love it. Amazing. Now we're, we're going to end off. But right before, since we've been building suspense all this time, Tell everyone uh, about the, the hockey team that you got offered to play for. Awesome. So um, it's called uh, Team Trans Ice Hockey. Uh, it's based out of Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, so it's a tournament team. So uh, we'll be going to uh, Madison, Wisconsin, whenever the borders open up. Uh, and we've got a couple of Toronto tournaments coming up too. So uh, it's a great opportunity to be able to represent my entire community. Uh, and to be able to play the sport that got me through so much. So it's really, really cool. Yeah, honestly, I just got chills hearing, hearing you talk about it because it really sounds, sounds great, and it, it sounds like a perfect fit for you. Um, I know how crazy you are about hockey. Um, so I'm really excited. I know we're, we're really excited. We're going to be rooting for you. Make sure you, you let us know when you're, when you're playing in Toronto and uh, we'll, we'll come out and, and, and cheer for you. Oh, I will for sure. Uh, I hope you guys have good sign ideas. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start planning it. I'm going to start planning it. Amazing. Well, thank you again, Alex, for joining us. And thank you all, our viewers, for tuning in to our episode of the Speak Real podcast. If you want to hear more stories, please subscribe, comment, and like. And join us next time. We will be airing a new episode every Thursday, same time, same place. And if you want to help support our Youth by Youth projects, 
visit us at youthspeak.ca where you can donate and spread youth mental health awareness. Thank you.